Hi, everyone. Welcome to Live Table Talk. Uh, I'm your host, Maria Pereira. And today I have a very special guest, uh, the beautiful, amazing, brilliant Mary Jo Renner. She's the author of the book, You Are Still Beloved, When Your Long-Term Marriage Ends in Divorce. Mary Jo, thank you for being here with me today. Oh, Maria, thank you so much for having me. This is a real treat. Thank you so much. It's an honor to have you with us. So my first question is regarding your book. What prompted you to, to write this uh, amazing book? Well, I will share with you that this is not what I thought I would do when I grew up. Uh, <laughs> I found myself divorced after 44 years of marriage to my childhood sweetheart. That was a 50-year wow. relationship. And uh, I that was divorce was not part of my paradigm. I had been surrounded by uh, long-term Catholic marriages my whole life. My parents were married over 66 years. My grandparents, 63 years. Wow. Uh, my in-laws, well over 60 years. So this was a real shock and it threw me into a world I had very little even association with at all. And when I realized what it took to actually heal and recover and what that journey looked like, and I looked around and I realized how many people, women particularly, we're making that same journey. The statistics are terrible. Um, it's like approximately half of all marriages, which is just devastating. It's scary, that's for sure, with the divorce rate now the way it is and uh, being myself divorced. And I wish I had a Mary Jo way back then, oh. you know, to help me through it. But we made it, we're here, and, uh, you know, we have to make it, uh, life goes on. One of the things that really prompted me to start documenting what was helping me was that I kept running into people who many years after their divorce, 9, 10, 15, even 20 years following their divorce, were still bitter and uh, had a lot of unforgiveness and it didn't take much to kick them into a, a very um, bitter, sarcastic way of humor about their, their ex-spouse. Mm -hmm. And it, it felt, yeah, it could be fun at the time if you sit around and make jokes like that, but then it feels very empty afterwards. And I met people who had long-term health problems, real oh. severe health problems, because they still carried that anger and that negative emotion. And I just made up my mind, I, I couldn't do that. And I wanted to help other women who were going through that type of, of problem. That's so awesome what you're doing. Um, and I appreciate the work you do. That's that's amazing. That's going to help a lot of people. Like I said, I wish I had a Mary Jo back then. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, so um, a quick question. I heard you have the ability to help women after divorce. So what is the result that you offer? I have a 12-week coaching program that consists of uh, an online course 
but also group and individual coaching sessions uh, weekly. And I'm amazed at the results that I've seen. We go through, we don't just do healing that's like putting a scab on top of an infected wound, you know, where at some point it's going to erupt. We look at the divorce as an occurrence over the course of a whole lifetime. You know, during your lifetime, you experience a lot of triumphs and tragedies, ups and downs, uh, and the divorce sits in there as one of those. It may be the straw that broke the camel's back, or there may be another negative event that happens later on that kicks you totally into chaos emotionally. So it's very important to look at that thoroughly to complete the grieving process so that you can recognize the emotions that maybe you haven't addressed in the past, take a look at them, work your way through them, get through the negative feelings, get through the unforgiveness, which is a big thing. And when I first uh, thought about unforgiveness, it was the other F word. I mean, I didn't want to think about it at all. Um, I didn't know if I ever could forgive. And yet uh, I learned pretty quickly if I didn't, it would destroy me. Uh, it wasn't hurting the other person, it was hurting me. And that's probably uh, one of the, the biggest, heaviest things we work through. But we look at the past, we look at the present to make sure that things are stable. Divorce changes so many things, particularly for women. Financially, sometimes you're not stable. Um, you may have to change where you live. You may have to look at, are you making enough money? Um, what is your job situation? Maybe you've been out of the workforce for a while. You may have children to support and how are you gonna do that? And do you need more education? So there are a lot of different factors to look at when we're, we're examining life as it is now. And then of course, we wanna look at not only the future, because you really want to look at that and say, okay, where do I want to go? But you need to look at the resources you have now, not just what your situation is, but what you bring to the table. What's your personality? What's your temperament? What are your strengths? What are the opportunities that you want to uh, improve in? What are your vulnerabilities? And so when we spend 12 weeks and we look at that whole process, the breakthroughs that I've seen are phenomenal. It's really, you know, it's very humbling. Um, when you know what worked for yourself, when I know what worked for me, and then I have other women who say, oh my gosh, I can't believe um, one of my clients had a particularly nasty situation that she was um, didn't know if she could ever forgive. 
And when she worked through that, she said, you know, this has loomed outside of me for many years. It has hung over me and it's colored everything about my life. And then she picked up a piece of paper and held it and she said, and now I hold it in my hands. And she said, oh, it gave powerful. me my voice back. It gave me my power back. And to hear someone be able to have that kind of ooh, reclaiming her life. Um, and amazing. yeah, and this was after, I mean, many years after her divorce and she has gone on to rebuild her life. So it didn't look like on the surface there was that much to do, but um, I think we were and both. It takes, it takes time, absolutely. That's that's one of the mm -hmm. things, you know, we go through, it's so traumatic that, and it is, like you said before, it's so hard to, uh, to forgive that person, but you have to do it yeah. for yourself because like you said, you're gonna carry on inside of you and that's just gonna traumatize you even more, so. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're helping um, a lot of women um, that need it. Um, so if, uh, if you could teach one principle our audience can relate to immediately apply. You know, one thing that was very uh, difficult for me was that I kept having imaginary conversations in my mind. It was my biggest battle, I think, I would get up in the morning and I'm kind of on autopilot in the morning. And uh, to complicate matters, my husband and I had always showered together. So, so getting in the shower triggered for me, this replay of a conversation like, and it always started out, you know, like, what were you thinking? <laughs> and it ended up with, of course, the unanswerable question, why? And, uh, you know, so I kept beating myself. Wasn't I good enough? Wasn't I, you know, that conversation would go nowhere. It started my day off really badly. <laughs> and um, and I, I bought these little plastic letters online, pretty blue script, and it says, let go. And I stuck it on my bathroom mirror so that I'd see it every day. And that helped somewhat but it's still an autopilot thing and one day I got out of the shower and the birds were singing outside my bathroom window and and it was beautiful and I thought wow I wonder how often those birds have been singing and I have missed that completely because I'm so wrapped up just letting my mind get hijacked. And from that time on, I made a conscious effort to reroute my thoughts wow. to gratitude is huge. Um, even when you don't feel grateful, even when you are not thankful for anything, even when you're at rock bottom, start with 
okay, this shower feels really good. Boy, am I glad I live at a time and a place where I can take a hot shower in the morning. You know, I get to wash my hair. This smells really good. My towels are clean and they feel good or anything, you know, the lotion smells good. It feels good just to concentrate on those very small things you're grateful for. Lord, thank you for my microwave, you know, (laughs) something I I sometimes, um, you know, sometimes people are just so um, in tune with life that they forget to uh, how the saying goes, stop and smell the roses. We forget what's around us. We forget to look what's around us and, and, and the beauty we have around us. Exactly. You know, that's one thing we, we get off track is we're in such a, a, a rat race in, in our lives that we forget to look around. That's exactly it. And you will find what you look for. If you look for and think about negative things and the bad things that are happening, you will find them and you will Those see They're always there. They're always there. But this is, uh, I always call this like either the red car syndrome or the new vocabulary word syndrome, right? <laughs> you know, you learn a new vocabulary word or you see a, and, and it's like all of a sudden, you've never seen this word before, right? All of a sudden it's in every book you read wow. or, you know, you buy a new car and you think, I don't see very many of these cars on the road. And then all of a sudden you see a bunch you of that them, yeah, yeah. So, you know, if, if you, I remember I was still working at that time and I would drive into work and I look for, okay, the sunrise this morning is really beautiful. Wow. And then on the way home, I remember one night a blue heron flew across the highway and I thought, oh, that's beautiful. That's really neat. And so it became my practice to look for three things every day that I could even write down. I could write them on my calendar if I were journaling and I did journal through a lot of that and still do, I could put them in my journal. And I, I, rather than call this a gratitude journal, which sounds like kind of highfalutin sometimes and sometimes you're not very grateful so call it an appreciation journal if you want write them on the back of an envelope it doesn't matter you're not going to show these to anybody but get your radar up for the good the true and the beautiful because divorce throws so much evil and lies and ugliness at you so Put your radar up for the the things that will feed your soul. Wow, that's 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 so amazing. Like I said, we we sometimes lose track of of everything, and like you said, sometimes looking around when you really stop, you get to see different things around you that maybe you haven't noticed, and all of a sudden you do. It's amazing when you when you change your 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 focus, your mindset. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. for the positive and, and, and be grateful, right? So Definitely. wow, it's, it's very powerful, that's for sure. So do you have a recent success story you would like to share? That would be great. Yes, um, 
I have a client who is about four years out from her divorce. And uh, she came to me because she felt very stuck. She was not able to move on um, from the relationship. She just mm. felt, she knew she was still grieving. And she just almost felt physically stuck. And to make that decision to, to join my coaching program was a big one for her. Um, but she did make the decision. And then the next thing I knew, she had enrolled in a Pilates class. Wow. And she was thinking about going back and dancing and just the, the steps she said, okay, now I feel like I can move through this. Like I have permission to move through it and I can set this part of my life behind me. And wow. so uh, what I'm seeing is someone who's gone from um, very few smiles at the beginning to now she smiles a lot. Her confidence has improved. Um, it, like I said, it's very, it's humbling to me and very gratifying to, to know that this really does help. And what else helps is the community that is formed when, when we're together, when you're with women who have gone through what you've gone through and they understand and they get it. Um, you don't have to make excuses for your emotions. You don't have to hide your emotions. Um, you don't have to make apologies. Mm -hmm. And there is a strength in community, um, which is a side benefit that although I I hoped that would happen. I didn't know for sure that it would, but it it has happened um, both when I did a one day event and also during this coaching program. So I think isolation is such a huge issue after divorce that that finding some sense of community is very important and very healing. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, if we want to succeed together is the best way to do it. And I think uh, in a community, that support, um, that that comfort and knowing you somebody has your back or a lot of them have mm -hmm. your back. I think mm -hmm. it's very important when you come together and uh, and grow together, basically, yeah. to, to move on to, to your future. You have cheerleaders. You yes, know, you have you have people who who see you in your brokenness and lift and can, you up and lift you up and celebrate yes. your victories Absolutely. because you can't, you can't always share those triumphs, those little, the baby steps that make you feel so good. You can't always share those with everybody, even family, you know, because your know, family has their own life. Yes. And, and they don't always understand where you're coming from. So when you have, uh, kind of a sisterhood going through this process and people say, wow, 
you joined a gym. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is, um, that's awesome. It, it is, it's fun. It's really fun. We look forward to every week getting together. In fact, That's we're funny. coming to the last of that and they're saying, you know, what's next? What are we going to do next? Because we really have, have uh, bonded. Wow. Yeah. You got to include fun. You can't do anything without fun. Fun is important in life. That's right. For sure. right. Doing it together is even better. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. So my next question is, um, where can our audience uh, receive some additional support from you? I have a Facebook group um, that you can join and we will, I'll, I'll give you that link, Maria. Um, and when you join that, if you would give me your email, I have uh, seven actions you can take to help you heal, which is a uh, PDF download to kind of jumpstart you. Um, I, I do have a one day event coming up in October, uh, that I'm so excited. Maria is going to be a speaker. So oh, that's uh, going to be an honor. Thank you so much. That's going to be fun. Be, uh, <laughs> we'll be posting more uh, information about that as we get nearer to it. But, uh, but please, I would welcome you to join, uh, the community that we have of, of women who are, uh, moving forward to rebuild our lives and reclaim our joy. And wow, this this is awesome. Um, we're coming to an end. I just want to say another big thank you, and it was uh, really an honor to have you here on uh, Life Table Talk. And for those of you that are listening or watching, uh, this is it. I will see you, see you guys on the next um, video and make sure to, uh, to know and remember, be good. I will see you guys next time. Bye for now.